Welcome to the Wedding Sassholes, the No BS Wedding Business Podcast. We're here to real talk you through the common F-ups we see companies making and the practical strategies you can implement today. This month's topic is wedding biz social media. And in this interview episode, you will learn how to speak to your ideal client utilizing your social media accounts. We're your hosts. I'm Shannon Tarrant. I'm Vanessa Negron. And welcome to The Shit Show. Episode 41 of The Wedding Sassholes. Oh, we are so excited today for our interview episode. A warm sasshole welcome to Shadow Anderson, the founder and lead planner of the Chaos Coordinator. Welcome, Shadow. Thank you for having me, guys. I'm super, super excited to talk about this. <laughs> You're like the first person I thought of when we decided this topic. I was like, we have to ask Shadow. Yeah, it's perfect. We are... like, talked your ear off literally that one night at dinner. And I was like, that's oh, fine. These are all the things that people could be doing better. Like, yeah. you know, so yeah, yeah. we're going to spill, be here. spill all those beans today. That's what I was like, you know, who is perfect for this? I was like, Shadow. And she's like, do you think she'll do it? I was like, absolutely. <laughs> she knows all this stuff. I was like, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> Well, today we are switching up the format from what you would normally expect from an interview. Shadow has some great nuggets for us to share, and we want to make sure we get as many tips out of her as we can in our limited amount of time. So let's just dive into it. Okay, so we've we've talked about some hot topics this month when it comes to social media. So Shadow, can you describe like what was your approach to identifying and defining your ideal client that you were trying to reach specifically with social media? So specifically with social media, um, obviously, you know, a lot of people go after like aesthetics and they go after, you know, certain like budgets and things like that. I personally care that my clients are obviously um, kind people, but are willing to be educated along the way, right? So like, for me, it's all about, you know, when clients come to me and say, hey, Shadow, like, I legit have no idea what I'm doing when it comes to wedding planning. I definitely need a professional by my side. Or just someone says, hey, I think I have the basics down, but I really need someone to come in towards the end and help put it all together and make sure that there's no red flags or anything like that. So for my biggest thing, when I'm having a consultation or when I'm reaching out on social media or the information I'm putting out in social media is usually towards the people who like being educated, who love the tips, who take the tips and run with them and make them out uh, most of them. Um, so I would say that that's probably who I definitely geared towards. Um, and those are usually the people who seek me out. I I can appreciate that because I feel like so many clients when planning their wedding will add it from approach of, I already know what I'm doing. And I don't really, especially when it comes to planners, they don't always come at it from a place of like, I need your help. Yes. And the, the social media, like, um, aspect that we're fighting against currently (laughs) is um misinformation you know what I mean um so a lot of times you know couples feel very comfortable or very confident because they saw someone's tiktok who recently just got married and when I look at those tiktoks okay cool like they have a lot of really great tips I'm not going to take that away from them however when I'm deeply as someone who is behind the scenes I take, but you're missing out 
you're not telling them how you got from point A to point B. Right. Because you didn't get to point A to point B all by yourself. No, or they aren't thinking through, they see the idea and are like, I love that idea. And they don't think through the logistics of at my venue with the vendor team I have, what's going to be required? How much extra time do we have to build in to be able to do that? So with the the budget that you have, that's yeah, exactly. And that's always, that's what, you know, I did watch a a TikTok recently where, you know, she was like talking about her wedding and, and someone asked her, can I ask you? legit like how much she spent and I loved that she had no fear this is a she had just got married six months ago she was like here's my spreadsheet here's my spreadsheet with everything that I spent this is how much money I spent on my wedding this is most likely where you're going to kind of be in the ballpark of um it just depends on your area and she went really into it and I said this is awesome this is someone who's really done their research has adhere um, advice from professionals. Um, and it's something that I always tell everybody, you know, sometimes we get asked questions all the time about, um, well, I went to so-and-so's wedding or I've been in six weddings and this has never been a thing. Okay, well, each venue and each wedding is different about what you can and cannot do. You know, so you're either going to be walls up. I don't want your your advice, I'm going to do what I want because I know better. Or you're actually going to open yourself up and be like, okay, what's that? Because the type of planner that I am is I'm going to tell you, hey, that doesn't make sense. However, here's my compromise. Let's talk about it. So I never like to say no to a client without already having a, a plan or two on how I can make it better. And most of the time, they like the secondary plan better. And it's because I have to think full picture, whereas they're kind of zoning in on specific details and not thinking full picture. I love that. So we've defined your ideal client and anybody that's listening, define your own ideal client. With that ideal client in mind, how do you tailor the content on your social media platforms to resonate with those interests and your own preferences and theirs. So how do you find that ideal client that wants the education that's open to that with your content strategy? So a lot of my content is really just showing them, right? Um, Unfortunately, people don't read. I think we can all go down on that. So, you know, reels are something that is super, um, a really great way to bring that information forth. It's in the video. You know what I mean? I like to say that honestly, a lot of the stuff that I do is behind the scenes, meaning it's in, it's up in the DMS. So a lot of times if, um, if someone's new starts following me, right. And I notice that they're engaged, they're right. I will send them a DM and I'll be like, Hey, congratulations. I'm so happy if you have any questions that I can help with answer or any, you know, tips that you need for wedding planning, let me know. I'm here for you. So I come in as a person to help, not necessarily try to sell you something. I want you to get to know you. Yeah. When we're talking specifically about the types of content though, like what are the things knowing that that's your ideal person, like what are the specific types of content that you are creating that target that? So I would say probably the type of content that we're creating is a good mix of showing you what can be done. So like if we're, I don't know, hit up on most of the venues that we're at quite a bit, 
how you can make it different, right? Um, when you're coming from a design. So we do a little bit of that design work because that's where I feel the most passionate. If we're coming from an educational side, a lot of times we will have bullet points in there as well. So a lot of the content is a good mixture. It's not just couples on my mm-hmm. on my Instagram. It is couples. It is design. It is special moments. It is my team. And I say this to so many people. I get that maybe you don't want to see the, the, the face of the company, but it's so important to show them who you are. Um, I think that it creates trust. Um, I also think a variety of things. Nothing boggles my mind more than when you're posting that same wedding 10 different ways. They've already seen it. Now they're bored with your stuff. So versatility is one thing that we definitely try to do as much as we can. Mix those weddings up, but also drop in little nuggets. Don't make it a novel. People are not going to sit and read all of that. Um, but little things, things that are actually truly helpful on their wedding day. Don't be vague about it. Everyone knows set a date, set a budget, you know, get your venue. Everyone knows that for the most part, everyone's giving the same advice, find advice that people are not giving. And that's usually what I try to do is try to give advice that is, um, in our social media that is not always readily available. We're filling in the gaps, the gaps that yes. other people are leaving. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. When you're, when you're doing these, like, cause you alternate through like showing your brand, showing your, your employees, showing the behind the scenes, when you're alternating through these things, is there a specific strategy to those? Like, do you do, do you alternate between the different types or do you just, whatever is that week, like you're posting the most up-to-date thing? Um, no, my strategy is normally, um, since I like to change things up, I normally have like face, no face, face, no face. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my reels, I try not to showcase them in the actual feed. They'll actually live in the reels. Very few reels will you find in my actual like feed. You know what I'm talking about when you go into your, yeah. mm-hmm. right. Um, yeah. I like to leave the reels where they're at. Cause I don't like what's in my feed to be the same thing that you find in my reels. Again, it gets boring. So like Um, the feed itself is more pictures and information and the reels are strictly where the videos live. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's just something that I have found that really works for me. And I know that reels is like a really big thing, um, but I find that mixing it up is, is important. Also stories, stories. I'm pretty sure that half of my stories is where I find my clients. Mm-hmm. I would say the same thing. I get That's a lot of people from our stories. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. because I think what happens is people find your account. So let's think I'll, I'll be the couple getting married since I'm not the wedding vendor here, right? I'll be the couple getting married. And however I've gotten to your account, whether somebody's tagged you, whether you tag the venue in something, whether I was just scrolling reels and landed on your account. And maybe now I follow you, which is cool. But, you know, I'm only... I'm only scrolling so much through the feed each day, right? I mean, I might be scrolling through the feed a little bit, but I'm usually catching up on my stories. And so if you're not participating, you know, you're not in the stories going through them, like, and posting, you know, that's that opportunity for them to get to know you. Mm -hmm. I find that with the stories in particular, I try really hard to hit it up at lunchtime. And then like late evening, 
not at five, not at six. They're still driving home, right? So like around 7.30, 8 o'clock, that's usually the sweet spot. And I get it. A lot of people don't want to do social media, like shadow. I just want to relax, right? But popping in those stories, you don't have to do it every day, but just popping in at those times where we know that's their time, where they're looking at wedding stuff or they're looking at wedding vendors. Um, I think also too, it's super important to see when your couples are are engaging with you. Like when are they following you? Is it in the morning? Is it in the middle of the day? Is it in the evening? That's the time that you're going to find where they're going to engage with you the most. And so I think that's a missed opportunity there. Um, So stories is phenomenal. Stories is not just reposting what you just put into your feed. Please stop doing that. My thing is, I get that you have a new post and it'll come up on their feed. But if you're going to do that, follow it up with something else. What are you doing today? Yeah, don't only put, don't only share the posts. Yeah, for the stories, I usually put like the raw footage that's not been edited and like super, you know, branded just so they can see like the live action stuff that we're doing or what we're currently in the middle of doing. Just like little behind the scenes, like quick video. It's nothing crazy and it doesn't go into the main feed because it's like, it's just something. So you see that we're busy. Like we are doing things a little behind the scenes. It's not perfect. It's not pretty, but it's a story. It'll delete itself in 24 hours. So I really don't care. I think don't forget how nosy we all are. Let's be real. Like when you're on social media and you're scrolling and you're doing like a mindless hour of scrolling, it's just you. And you know how many times you get into that rabbit hole where you're like, I don't know, like that whole scandal thing that happened. You just go into a rabbit hole. You just keep going into it. It's the same for couples when they're looking for vendors. Oh my God, I love her personality. Now I'm going to go look over here. Oh, she works with this person. It's a whole web that they get you know, that they go down. Um, So I personally think that stories is where you get to be your most real, authentic self. And your most real and authentic self isn't you in your office, prettied up with your hair beautifully made. It is Mm -hmm. you in real time. It is you like, oh my goodness, I've had a day and your hair is up. You know, don't make it to a point where it's, it's rehearsed. It needs to come across authentically. I can't tell you how many times as a wedding planner, when clients are looking for their vendors, they're just kind of like, I'm just not feeling anybody or, you know, yeah, but then I saw this one thing and I just, I don't know, you know, so I find it to be best to be real. And stories is a huge thing. I want to dig in on that a little bit past the stories piece, because something that you do that on your account, which if you're sitting here listening to this and you're like, what's your account? It's the chaos coordinator over on Instagram and the other platforms. But um, something that you do well is that every, you know, I don't know, 10 posts or so you post a face picture, meaning that is a picture of either you, someone on your team, whether it's a headshot, you working, setting up or whatever. Tell me what is the biggest benefit of doing that? Biggest benefit, it's usually my most highly engaged photos. Okay. They're usually my, the ones that, and I don't know why, they're the ones who get the most amount of likes, the most amount of engagements. Um, and we all know how the algorithm works. The more you have, the more it pushes it out. Mm-hmm. Um, also, too, it lets them know who they're talking to. Um, I think that for me personally, I can only speak as a wedding planner, is the same person they see in social media and the same person because my 
my uh, signature and my photo is also in my email. Um, same person they see in that email that they're talking to is the same, it's the same language. It's the same uh, face that you're seeing. And then once you hop on Zoom with me, it's the same face, right? So um, I like showing who we are um, because it makes people feel more comfortable. If they're just seeing a logo the entire time, which logo recognition is huge, but if that's all they're seeing and they're calling you or doing a FaceTime with you, um, you know, you want to make sure that they know who they're talking to. It's also an opportunity for me to let them know a little bit about me. That's not wedding related. I think that's great. And I think one of the areas that vendors and venues fail is not getting some of this content they need on wedding day. I think most of the time, you know, as a wedding pro, which photographers share photos and which ones don't, right? Like, you know, you know who you're getting them from. So -hmm. those people that you know, share, like take that extra minute. When I worked in catering, damn, I plated every, even when it was the buffet, I would make the perfect, most beautiful plate and be like, or even hors d'oeuvre platter. And before a guest touched it, I was like, can you shoot this? Like, can you get me the photos I need? And I think that we don't do a great job on event day, you know, making sure that you get a few of those. And I feel like the the best photographers are willing to do it. If you tell them, hey, I just need some accident shots of me working, whether it's you pinning on the bouquet or bustling the dress or whatever, I feel like they'll do it. They don't mind. Absolutely. Whenever I work with my preferred photographers, right, on wedding days, people that I feel very comfortable saying, hey, listen, can you just get a couple shots? They're always super enthusiastic about doing it. And then not only that, if I happen to share that action photo on social media, then they share it in their stories. And they're like, oh, my God, we had an amazing time working, you know, with the chaos coordinator. Make sure that you hit her up. Right. Um, That's also a really great way of bringing people onto your your page. So really work with those photographers. And sometimes when you're working with photographers for the first time, sometimes they get really great action shots and they love it because you're kind of shouting each other out. So it kind of becomes more than just a picture of just you. It's a really great way for referrals. It's a really great way to put your face out there in front of other new vendors that you could be missing out on. Mm -hmm. The thing about it is the wedding community is huge. Yeah. Huge. And so for me, it's like, I'm not going to pretend like I know everyone. Um, and this is a really great opportunity to put my face out there and to put, you know, who I am as a person out there. That's super important right now. I mean, I can't tell you how many couples of mine really just will choose vendors based on authenticity. I think that's one of the great parts about like part of your curation is putting out your staff and putting out yourself. I think that's really great because your ideal client, if they see your personality, they learn little tidbits about your personal life and they agree, like it's it's drawing in the people that you want to work with because if they see those things and they don't like it, they're not going to contact you. So it's it's also going back to drawing in your ideal client. You're showing them the personality and you know that it's going to be better because you're you're kind of on the same level, if that makes sense. Like that's why I do... I do stories and like you said, I do them with no makeup and a sweatshirt. And I'm just like, hey, this is what we look like on our day off when we're doing your emails. Like this is the person behind the computer and people like it, but it draws in my ideal client because if they're snooty or, you know, they're overprivileged that they're they're not going to want to work with me because I'm not that way. And so it, it it's the ideal client, that, that conversation of they feel like they get to know you, you get to put your personality out yeah. there and it draws them in. I think it matters to couples that you show your human side. Yeah. 
And, oh, you know, when, I, when I go on vacation, they write back and they're like, good for you. We'll talk to you next week. And I'm I like, cool, tell you. My, my clients are the literally the most supportive people ever. They'll see me doing something. They're like, yeah, girl, get it. Oh my God, <laughs> you're going on date night with your husband. You look fabulous. I'm like, these are the best. I love them. I love but them. when you find your people, it's the same. You know, we have that saying that, you know, there's someone for everyone, right? Yes. I, there's no um, need to kind of, one up each other because there's enough business to go around, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone will have that that I that client that will fit them. And for me, my clients are kind of a little bit all over the place. We have, you know, the clients who maybe want to DIY a little bit. Um and then you have the clients who are like, girl, just just tell me what vendor to hire. So like I have a little bit of everything, but the common personality that I have is I usually have those personalities that are like, hey, I know that this is not my lane. This is mm-hmm. totally your lane. I'm going to follow your lead. Or can you point me in the right direction? You know, kind of deal. So that I really appreciate because they end up less stressed. They end up hiring vendors that they feel comfortable with because we're trying to give them pointers on how to pick your vendors. That's also super important. So here's the thing. One, I'm going to hit for the people who are like the Vanessas of the world who are drop and go on wedding day. Because I think we no, dropped out. Like, a, what did I do? No, no. We dropped out a like nugget. You Very can get trouble. photos of this stuff. And then they're like, I'm not there. The photographer's busy with them and whatever. So my other suggestion is when you sponsor things, which we're going to be touching on next month, how to maximize those opportunities. That is maybe the better if you are a drop and go vendor, that might be a better way to get those shots that you need to be able to show those face photos um, on your feed, on your stories, we're letting it be a free for all. But um, so do you change your messaging and content for different platforms, right? There's Instagram and TikTok and Facebook and whatever. Um, Everybody, each one of those platforms has totally different demographics. So are you repurposing? Are you changing content? What has you found? What have you found works best for you? Um, I am ADHD. So like, I even hate making like the same content. So some things overlap between TikTok and Instagram, but usually you will find different videos. So, you know, in Instagram, it's quick, easy, let go. The video needs to be, you know, less than, you know, 10 seconds or whatever, because, you know, nobody has an attention. Right. Instagram is where if you want more information about this company, you're going to go over to Instagram. Um, so yes, the content is slightly different. Um, the visuals will be different for the most part. Um, but the content itself, it still follows the same kind of concept, if, if that makes sense. It's the branding doesn't change. The branding yeah. does not change. The branding is still the same, but the imagery will be different. Um, okay. Just so that way I'm not like, reposting here here and here um so for me i think that that's super important to give somebody else if you want people to follow you in all of your social media you kind of have to give them something different to look at yeah that's true so we have a two-part question so first part is who do you follow back on your accounts so when your clients follow you do you follow all of them back like all of your booked clients or are you just following me Mm mm-hmm Okay. So are yeah. you, are you following the booked ones or are you following all of the ones that follow you? So like even potentials, are you not following them until after they've booked? I don't always follow all of the ones that follow me. If I'm being mm-hmm. quite honest with you, um, it's a little hard to keep up with sometimes on that one. 
Um, especially if, you know, things are private, it's kind of hard to see. Are you engaged? I don't know, kind of deal. But definitely if you're booked with me and you follow me or you have a consultation with me and you follow me, I usually will follow right back, especially if you're a booked client, because we'd love to tag you in when we do our onboarding stories with you, or if we tag any of the photos for you or anything like that, we like to make sure that we're following you. It makes it a little bit easier for me to find you whenever we're tagging on photos. I already know the answer to this question, but nobody else does. So I'm going to ask it for you. How do you stay? Because you are very on top of the trends and the algorithms and everything else. How do you stay on up to date with all the latest trends and incorporate them into your content strategy? You're the one who educates me on these things. That's how I know. <laughs> I read a lot. I read a lot of social media, like business articles. Um, okay. so every time something comes up new, like, Oh, Hey, you know, Instagram is changing the algorithm. This is, you know, how they're changing it. Um, or these are the upcoming changes. Um, also, where do you, where do you find those at? Like, where are you finding those articles at? Um, literally every month I have it on my monthly calendar, like every first of the month, usually like his okay. social media, social media updates. And so I'll just okay. go into social media. I'll just go into like, New Instagram updates, usually the first week of the month, just to see if anything is coming out, anything that might be helpful. Um, but I think that the one thing that I've learned a lot, and this is something that we definitely talked about in our dinner, is don't post to just post. Mm -hmm. It's so incredibly unhelpful for your business. Post yeah. when you have something to say. If you have nothing to say, please don't post. But you should be engaging. If you're not going to post, you should be engaging at least. And when you mm -hmm. post, you need to engage before you post and you need to engage after you post. So it needs to be a, a give and take kind of deal. And that's what I've learned a lot in these articles as well, is that people are trying to keep up with this algorithm. And instead of trying to keep up with it all of the time, just use those special, you know, features that they have every time they come up with something new, like when Reels was a thing, you know, came out. Everyone was doing reels, right? Now you got to change it up a really because everyone's doing reels. So you got to find a new way to connect with couples because sometimes you get stuck in what's being done for the last year or so. And that's mm -hmm. why I don't make as many reels. I try to really focus in my stories and kind of making sure that I'm dropping new content, see where I'm at today, see where, you know, who I'm talking to, what I'm doing today. Let me tell you about my kids, you know, things like that. So personally, I just take the time to actually read articles. I'll screen capture whatever I think is necessary. And I actually have like a folder in my phone. So that way when I am posting something new on Instagram and I want to try something new, I look at my articles. That's awesome. Those are my questions, Shannon, if you have more. No, I mean, I think a lot of that makes sense because it is hard to stay on top of. So I'm going to ask the question that I think most people are thinking. And um, so, and the, Mm, your I gotta, face. I, I wish people I could see your I gotta, face. I got to word this right because here's the thing. Like what you guys don't know about Shadow's business is that she does a limited selective amount of events. And she's very controlling over her time in terms of what she can do, what she can't do because she's mom and family and all of those things. Yes. And so my thought process is all of that is great because you're only taking on X amount of events per month and you've got the time for this. But what do you suggest for like, let's use planner as an example. You have a planner that is doing 150 to 200 events um, a year. How are they doing this? What is your best suggestion? What advice would you give them? Because they're like, I don't know. I hope they have a team. 
that's what I'm asking. What would be what would be your advice? You probably need to hire out. That's an extreme amount of weddings that a company is doing. So I would hope that if you're doing that many weddings, that you have it in your budget to have someone who is your social media, who does take it serious and isn't just posting things at 11 o'clock on a Tuesday, but can actually be almost like an ambassador for your brand and can actually talk to to couples and stays on top of it. That is their sole job if you are that busy. I do take a selective amount, but it's still a pretty good amount. And so I'm one woman show. And I always tell people, if you take 30 minutes of your day, and I get it, 30 minutes may not be for everybody, but just have some stuff ready to go. If that is not in your budget for some reason, you know, to have someone who strictly does that, then I would highly suggest to have some stuff pre-made. Save it in your phone. Put a little folder that says, you know, Instagram. Look at your galleries. Pull photos that you like. Okay. In your notes, save it. I don't like using those programs, those later programs that is like where you can schedule stuff. Because to me, if you don't have the time at that time that you're posting to engage, it's pointless. It's not going to go anywhere. And that's why you see these accounts. They have 10,000 followers, but 50 likes on their stuff. If you're not taking the time to engage, please don't post it. So I always like to save something on my phone, have like a little blurb of what I want to say about that post with the picture. And then all I have to do is just move it into my Instagram. Maybe just do an hour or two of batching and put it into your phone. And when you're sitting on the couch watching Netflix (laughs) and that's the time that you can engage, then do that. I think the engagement piece is really important, even if you're not going to be. And like we've said, I think the most important piece in general is just being intentional is that Mm -hmm. if you are, it's not about posting five days a week, seven days a week, posting stories, doing 45 reels a week. You are better off posting twice a week, high quality content, doing stories only three days a week. It's the same thing Vanessa and I say over and over again, consistency. I don't care if you do stories three days a week, like just pick the three days and always do those three days. Even if you're holding on to stuff, let's say you post Monday, Wednesday, Friday on your stories. Monday, you do your recap of the weekend. Wednesday, it's what's going on in your week. Even if you are posting stuff from Monday or Tuesday, it doesn't matter. They don't really know. So just choose a plan and be consistent with the plan. It's just like she said at our dinner, but also like on here is don't just post to post, like have a strategy. So like you said, Shannon, if three days a week, then stick to your three days a week. The consistency is key, but you have to have a strategy. You can't just throw pasta at the wall and expect it to stick. No. Yeah. You can't expect something. It's a free app at the end of the day. So you Mm -hmm. can't expect for you to post and then all of a sudden for your followers to know that you posted. Right. Right. Um, If you're not engaging with me, what makes me want to stop on your post and engage with you? If you don't. It's called social media. Right. You have to be social. social. Yep. You have to be social. So. You have to make sure that you make the time if that is where you want to spend your time at. For me, Mm -hmm. it's Instagram. That is where a lot of our clients are coming from. I would say I probably get a good 40% of booked clients from Instagram. Okay. And that's why you're here because I think it's because you are speaking directly to your ideal client and you're being intentional with it. That's why we wanted you here. Thank you. I hope that someone is actually going to benefit from this conversation. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of people that don't do half of these things that are totally going to benefit. Oh, my goodness. 
So I don't, the- I don't, I don't do the social media audits like Shannon does, but I do see them and I should audit them. And I'm like, Ooh, Ooh, rough. Ooh. Ooh. When you get that, when you get that Shannon mm-hmm. email, SEO. <laughs> it's like, Oh no. What happened? Sorry. She's like, Sorry. you're doing great. I'm like, Oh, thank God. Okay. <laughs> so where's the best way for people who are listening to connect with you, chat with you? Is it on Instagram in the DMS? Where's the best way to connect with you? Uh, Instagram is probably the best place. This is where I found so many great vendors and I have good conversations and then the DMs. Um, and that's going to be at the chaos coordinator. The has two E's in it. And that's where I do a lot of stuff. So if you follow me, I usually will follow vendors right back. I want to be able to have a pretty good net of, of vendors that I can work with in each category. So, um, I'm definitely definitely open. And I love um, having a conversation in DMs. If you have any questions or anything like that, feel free to hit me up. But make sure your content doesn't look like shit. Because if you follow her and then she clicks <laughs> over and your stuff looks like trash, then don't expect somebody who's got that shit buttoned up to want to work with you. I mean, realistically, right? I judge. I judge. When I open your Instagram, I judge. I literally just said that. <laughs> But let me tell you, we're not the only ones judging. Couples are judging it too. Yeah. And so you can tell me that you're blue in the face that you are really great at what you do. But if that's not what's being reflected on your social media, because let me tell you, Gen Z and millennials, that is where they're at. They're going to look you up. That's the first place they hit look you up before they go to your website inquiry form. Mm -hmm. People are using it as a Pinterest. They're using it as a Google so using it as a vetting process, if they see your course. content, yeah, the content that you have of all of your work and they're not impressed by it, it's a vetting process. They're not going to fill up the inquiry it. form. It doesn't matter who referred them. If your stuff looks like crap, I'm not calling you. Sorry. Like, nope. It's not nope. going to happen. If you're lacking professional photos, reach out to that planner. If you, if you're not a planner, reach out to the planner, reach out to the photographer. Usually they're more than happy to share with you. Okay. Vanessa and I obviously work a lot together. And a lot of times whenever I have like that cake where they're cutting the cake or they're, you know, feeding each other and smooch and they're like doing the happy dance when they're eating their cake, I will take the time to send it to that vendor. So I don't always have the time to like video things because I'm usually running around. But when I do, I take the time to, to send those to them because it's, it's helpful to your stuff. You can create a reel from that. You can create a whole post about that. Talk about the couple, how the cake tasting went, things of that nature. But please, by all means, use professional photos, real photos. If you don't know how to take them really well on your phone, and we did have um, Roy who showed us you know, how to do professional yeah. photos not too long ago. With your iPhone, it's totally possible, guys. Just take a little bit of time to know how to work your phone so that you can take really great photos. But nothing gives me the ick than when someone <laughs> is on their Instagram with like these horribly litted photos. I'm like, oh, this is not doing your stuff justice. You are providing a product. Please, please, please reach out to those photographers. Have a little bit of patience. If you're new, do style shoots, okay? And then that way you can kind of create content from that until you've created a pretty good or curated enough wedding galleries where you can just kind of rotate them um, and use those photos. Unless your ideal client that you're trying to attract is the DIY, want to do it on the cheapest budget, then by all means, do it all yourself and post the really bad lit photos. 
by all means. Oh God, we're gonna move on to the swag and wrap this shit up. We're gonna wrap it up. We're gonna wrap it up. Vanessa goes off on a tangent. Oh God, stop for now. Stop for now. So we end every episode with some swag, three action items to put on your to do list. Vanessa, what's one you got? Social media business articles for updates. Check it. Put it on your calendar once a month. I'm a big scheduler, so once a month, put it on your schedule. Social media business articles and stay up to date with the trends and the new features and such. Yep, I put on there for so many people they're not doing stories, and I think that you, if you are making all this content and you're working really hard at networking events and getting clients to follow you and you're getting these people to follow you, they may or may not be seeing your content that you're making and putting all this effort into in their feed. But I do think they do a really good job of whipping through stories. So I think if you are not currently making sure you're doing stories at least three times a week right now, it's the time is now. Right. And my third one is to mix up the type of content that you post. So don't just post pictures. Don't just post reels. Do a combination of inspiration, educational, your personnel that you have behind the scenes. Do some behind the scenes of setting up or doing whatever it is that your job entails, along with the professional photos and the professional videos for your reels. I have one more we're swagging for today. I know my fourth is that I think some of you think your shit looks better than it does. I think that you think you're killing it on Instagram and you are not. And so I want you to have a friend who's not in the industry audit your account. I want somebody who like is in the age range that's in that 25 to 30-ish age range, whether they're getting married or not, whether it's a friend's kid or what, I don't really care who it is, but I need you to have someone open up your Instagram and say, and be like, let me have it. I can take it. What do you think? What do you think of my brand? What does it say? You know, what do you think of us as a company? Would you want to reach out? What do you think my price point is? Like ask them, let them truly audit you. If you haven't done this, like I do this with listings on our website. Like if you have a listing on a national directory, I audit and I joke and say, I'm going to put on my bride hat right now and I'm going to be a bride and I'm going to look for things. And I think that if you haven't done that, had somebody do it for you, I don't want it to be another wedding pro because like, that's great to think what is a planner or a venue think of you? Cool. But I really want it to be someone who's in the right demographic. So you've got four assignments. You mean the person that's paying you. Do it for the person who's paying you. Do it for the person who's paying you. Listen, my ride or die is the one who does it for me. And Tanya is so brutally honest. And she's just kind of like, she's not being mean or anything. She's just like, what is that? And what is this voice that you're using? That's when I realized that I needed to change when I went into stories and be more just me. Like, I don't need to be with a full face of makeup or change my voice. She's like, that's like, you're, you're changing your voice. Like that's your customer service voice. She's like, ma'am, people are going to like you for exactly the way you talk. Clients love you because on wedding day, you're like this. But, you know, you don't need to be like this on social media. You need to be who you are on wedding day. When you're in the consultation, that is who you need to be. And that's why I changed it. You know what I mean? So definitely have someone who will be willing to be brutally honest with you and say, you need to change this or that. Agreed. Mm -hmm. If you feel like this podcast helped your business, got you thinking, or possibly we made you laugh and giggle, follow, subscribe, and share it with a friend. Stay tuned for our upcoming episodes. Next month starts a new topic. We are diving into working for free. Free. All caps. Free. Free. (laughs) When does it make sense and how to be sure that it's worth the time well spent? 
Now go make epic shit happen.